I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street 3 Billion and 4. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know what the number is. I said that yesterday, and it's still true today because I didn't check, uh, is what I'm going to say. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out with me today. What up? Thanks, Neuroshock Stubbs, for subscribing. Uh, thank you to Default for also subscribing. I've uh, been here so long, I'm so old now. You are, but you still look pretty fly. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Whoop, whoop. Uh, how are you all today? Uh, there's a lot of news stories going on today, but none of them really like enough to make up a show. So when I was thinking about it last night, about what I could talk about today, I was like, do you know what? There really isn't enough at this stage. There's some rules for Age of Sigmar 3 we're going to look at. We could talk about the 40k FAQ, and uh, we can just talk about little other bits, uh, questions from you guys, whatever you want to do and hang out today. But I'm not going to um, uh, do anything about the lists for this weekend, for the guy, the guys are going to be uh, submitting their list for the Super Series this weekend, mainly because, mainly because last time uh, apparently we guessed a bit too well, and they were a bit, con all of the teams were a bit concerned. So, future planning for Super Series events, it will be like Monday band show, try and get the list in like Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and then like Wednesday analyze what we think might happen before we actually do the reveal, so we don't like fuck up the guys' plans. So, going to be nice about that. Uh, what up, Hams fan? Thanks for subscribing. Been into you for three months now. Ooh, uh... <laughs> Good. Oh, long may it continue. You to be. Hey, Fletcher Bomb. Diadrin, Wargaming Dad. Yes, meet balls. Um, uh, rules team did almost everything right. Is a story that could fill an hour. Yes, meet balls. It is a story that could fill an hour, I guess. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, hey, Malk. My gaming club opens tonight at 7 a.m. So, 7 p.m. or a.m.? A.m.? Uh, uh, good luck, baby. Bobbin, having ideas for my medieval stormcast. Yes, Bobbin, you and me on the same page on that one. AOSP, thanks for resubscribing, man. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, hey, Colonel Cabbage, well done on getting your vaccine. Well done on everyone getting your vaccine uh, here. Let's go look at... Oh, shout out to all the podcast bros. Uh, big love to you. I hope you're hydrated and well. And thanks to all my YouTube thugs. So let's go look at this, um, this article that was posted on the community site yesterday. The new edition of Warhammer Age of Sigmar delivers the most comprehensive rule set ever okay okay now i'm not going to play the clip but you know you know the clip uh that you can talk about here uh, yesterday we talked about the upcoming errata of the beast in the first storm of the daily series while exploring the age sigma's new edition today we talk about more pragmatic dive into what we have to look forward to with the updated rules um uh the core rules have been rewritten from scratch to create the most concise and elegantly explained rule set ever. That's pretty nice. I'm not playing the tape. <laughs> errata of the Beast, I know. Wait, does it say Errata of the Beast? Era of the Beast. No, you're right. Thank you. Um. <laughs> uh, right, so w effectively what's happened is uh, they've given us a snapshot of the core rules, specifically the shooting phase. And what's um, one of the uh, nice bits is they've started to number the rules. So, for instance, it, like shooting phase is 10.0. And if we wanted to go back and have a discussion and say, oh, you guys just need to ref reference the rule on 10.1.2, then you could go reference it. Real Poly Geek, thank you very much for subscribing and putting pants on for this. That's nice. Um, uh, and then, yes, they've also included a sidebar, which um, kind of like gives you like a bit of a, instead of the wording for what it is, it gives you the wording for what it's trying to achieve. 
So we'll talk about this in some context. In your shooting phase, you can pick a friendly unit and shoot with it. And then shoot is uh, emboldened. So that means shoot, it, shoot, the word shoot or the action shoot is defined, which is awesome. Uh, which is which does make things a little bit um, uh, much clearer. By the way, I'm, I'm really pro all of this. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm starting to stop it. Right. Shoot being a clearly defined action. Pick a friendly unit and shoot, and then that's emboldened. So then, I don't know if they've defined what shooting is, um, but I guess this is it. And that's good. Big pro. When you shoot with a unit, you make shooting attacks. Also defined. Shooting attacks have also defined. Thank you very much to the Mortark of Nets for donating 100 <laughs> bits to the show. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, love that. Um Hey, T-Man Cash, what up? Uh, right, so, yeah, that's good. With each model in the unit until you have shot with all the models you want to. You can pick another friendly unit that has not shot and shoot with it, and so on until you have shot with as many of your units as you wish. Okay, so that's a positive. When you make shooting attacks with a model, it attacks with any of the missile weapons it's armed with. Okay, shooting near enemy units. A unit that's within three inches of enemy units can only target, so they're shooting into combat only. That's good. Um, you use, must subtract that. So then, this, so there's something here as well uh, to read out. Um, <laughs> um, uh, is so when they've said talked about shooting attacks, a unit can sh uh, shoot at an enemy unit that's within three inches of another friendly unit without penalty. So they, so while it doesn't specifically say that in the rule for ten point one, there's a little sidebar that really like clarifies it, which I guess is a positive. Like that that needs clarity. I guess. The fact that people may have asked these questions because none of these are new or in any way different so like they're, they're but it's how they're writing the rules out i guess is the kind of clear intention here and then the lookout sir rule is a, that, <coughs> sorry everyone there is a change for the lookout sir rule Ooh. you must subtract one from hit rolls for an attack made with missile weapons if the target is a, an enemy hero within three inches of an enemy unit has three or more models same as it was before the lookout rule saw does not apply to an enemy hero that has a wounds characteristic of 10 or more amazing amazing so that so there's i talked about this on the show maybe earlier in the week or i think actually it came up during the t-sports coverage that there was there's a bit of a keyword bingo and also a battlefield role bingo. So some units have a keyword like monster, but they don't have the battlefield role behemoth, and then some of them are behemoths, so they don't have the battlefield role monster. Blah blah blah. Right? So this is nice because this has got nothing to do with going having to check a keyword, and instead it's just based on the wounds characteristic, which is big thumbs. Very nice. Uh big fan. Borat Borat fan is where I'm at with this. Uh, really, really good. Um, what a tie up. I hope the attack section says that all attacks happen simultaneously. Otherwise, you may find players rolling dice at a time when targeting units. Mandolis, I agree. I understand that. That's the problem with seeing this in the snapshot. Um, uh, and then Colonel Cabbage put if anyone is concerned about making shooting attacks with each model at a time, then the current rules have the target declaration rule in the attack sequence section, which then refers you to multiple attacks rule where you roll for many models at once. So there is already existing clarity. And ultimately, I personally don't think we're going to see um, 
any structural core changes. Like this is this is, if anything, the changing from monster or whatever it was before to just a wounds characteristic of ten or more and look out, sir. This is just more of an FAQ. I personally think we're gonna keep almost inherently all the same core rules, like everything that we know, with a few tiny changes, uh, or errata stuff, which will have huge effect. Like I'm pretty certain the coherency rule will be a huge in-game change, but isn't like mind-boggling to kind of understand. And that would be that you need a model within an inch of two other models if you have a unit of five or more, uh, which is what we've seen in 40k. I'm pretty certain you're going to get that ex exactly that. Which means, but that doesn't sound huge. It's not something difficult to learn, but it's going to have a huge impact on the tabletop. Uh, is what I'm going to say. Uh, so I think that this is really nice um, here. So yeah, it's just nice to see. I like huge positives. Huge big positives here is clearly numbered rules, the intent of the rules, and then clarifying what the words are. So look out, sir, is bold. Hero is bold. So they all have these terms. Thanks, Tristan, for resubscribing. I love being 17 again, he says. Can't wait to not make the basketball team and get turf for my first punk band because I won't smoke weed with the bassist. Tristan, what a 17 you were. <laughs> uh, so, like, so, so for Age of Sigmar 3, huge positives is all I'm going to say. Couldn't be more confident at the moment going into it. I think all of these changes here are huge positives. Numbering the rules, being clear. The thing, more than numbering the rules, it's the, uh, it's boldening uh, on in the text. So if you're listening to the podcast, basically the text for shoot or shooting attacks are all bold. And then look out, sir, hero and hero, they're all bold. So those are terms and keywords inside of the rules so that they can reference them or refer to them or make those more clearer and i think that that is very very positive um it's nice and clean very happy about this as a rules guy um does sound pretty watertight we will see uh, but personally huge positives especially after like um some of the stuff that we've had recently where stuff's been a little unclear or has been a bit problematic uh, I'm very happy to see that maybe this is just where they put all their energy, right? And they've just thrown a bunch of books out with some trash stuff in because they just don't give a fuck because they've all been working on it. So they did that in an afternoon, then they've been working all on this. So I um, I, I, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I prefer that this was good. I prefer that the core, that they spent all their time on the core rules, right? And, like, I want Alariel to get a good war scroll, but if they want to spend four minutes on it, then we're good. Like, for getting better rules. So I'm really happy. Really happy. Huge positive vibes. Well done to the rules team. 11 out of 10. Well done on them or whoever told them to do it or whatever. Like, great work is what I'm going to say. Um, excuse me, this is narrow channel, not a rules channel. Volson right, I agree. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm happy about that. No, I don't really have anything more to say on those rules. We don't. There's nothing else in there. That's all they've shown. Uh, nothing else particularly clear. Uh, we know what's in the launch box already, which obviously is uh, wicked. Um, and I might go talk about the cool boys right now. Uh, it looks like a modern rule set, says Nezil. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I hadn't expected this level of clarity. Uh, so I think that it's a huge bonus. Especially after like the chapter-approved debacle this weekend. They, they just don't... There's so much fluctuation in the quality of what they try and produce. 
And I think a lot of it is, like, having worked internally, a lot of it is because they just work their balls off on a new edition, then they just coast for, like, the rest of the edition, and they're like, whatever, and then they smash it again with a new edition. So it's, like, loads of lead time on just a new edition, because that's probably where they just get that big spike in sales, the big amount of new people into the hobby, which is all they really give a fuck about. Then they just drag it out for three years, just throwing out whatever, like, trash they can find while they're working on the next edition. Because you got to, like, yeah, that's basically how I feel that they do it. Um, so, but last time we did not get this. The Age of the Age of Sigmar 2 launch was a disaster. So I'm hoping that they're looking to, like, not repeat that, basically. Um uh, will you be doing a winners and losers show after the rules release because I can only get so right? Yes, Ham's fan, 100% will be doing that. Uh, I, I forget, did they release the core rules when the box set for second edition went on pre-order? Mandolis, I think they did. I think they won't be doing that now. Um, I think like we're past the stage where they were trying to flog us some game that they just like happened to make for Age of Sigmar uh, Zero, uh, which is the launch of Age of Sigmar, where they were just like, here's the rules for free and the War Scrolls and you can just still buy some Warhammer Fantasy Battle stuff. Don't worry. Uh, I think we're past that now. I think they're going to make us pay for it all, personally. Um, AOSP, can we get a review of the TSM facilities at some point in advance of the events this month? Lol. Uh, is there a hand dryer? AOSP, yes, there is. I can't be impartial on it, though, AOSP. I'll get someone who's been to the uh, venue as a player uh, to do a review. How does that sound, Pete? Uh, and I'll have them on the show, and they can give us some advice. Um, work hard then sell a bunch of shitty books uh, it goes Borneo Manchild that's how it works afternoon you said there was no price you would take to remake the Age of Sigmar 8 new things video is this true I'm thinking Nathan Prescott as Sigmar <laughs> what I'm saying is there's no price I would have been paid to have been the not Sigmar voice role in that video is what I'm going to say um, uh, Team Man Cash Nathan should do the reviews Nathan should do the review yeah it's perfect uh, I'll do that Pete mm. Ron, are you going for a biker look today? Uh, Kickfoot? I didn't think so, man. Wargaming Dad, thanks for subscribing. Uh, right, has anyone got any questions? Because honestly, I'm like, I'm tanked out, boys. Right, with Super Series, two tournament days coverage, everything else, like, my mind is just out uh, for today. I was even like, maybe I should paint something and just like talk some shit, but I don't even have that. That's basically the best I've got today. <laughs> One shit article <laughs> that shows us some numbers. I mean, they could have just written, <laughs> they could have just said, we've numbered all the rules. And we're going to be wicked, like. <laughs> uh, what's the plan, uh, your plan to balance your work life so you don't burn out? Um, uh, well, so the Super Series stuff is just a lot more intense than it is. And it's not necessarily that it's a heavy workload. It's just work operating in skill sets I'm not very good at. For instance, organization. Um, so I don't really know what the answer is. Hopefully, just make loads of money. That's the plan. Uh, like, so we are doing the Super Series. Great. Then we're hosting events at the venue. Awesome. Um, then I'd like to start streaming those events. Great. And then we're going back to big events. That's wicked. Uh, but a lot of it's just been prep, set up and prep, like painting all the terrain, building all the terrain. It's just been that. Like, once that's over, it'll probably be karma. So I'm really happy. Um, uh, and thanks. Thanks to you all. Love you all. You're all great. It's just it's just doing them every day, like, is what it is. It, uh, there's been like 450 of them. And sometimes there's no news. Sometimes there's nothing in my head. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, I can tell you about the trophies I'm printing in a minute, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, yeah, some days, like, I mean, I've done a fuck ton of them, right? So, <laughs> like, there's only so much eventually uh, that you could do without wearing a wig without wearing a wig and causing all sorts of internet drama. 
Yesterday's band shows were great, says Gorka Morka, and hilarious. I really love that Super Series exists. Gorka Morka, thanks, man. I think one of the fun things about yesterday's band shows is that they were very aggressive, which maybe is kind of something that has, like, played in, like, you know, from round one, um, from round one, obviously, I think there was just a lot of safety bands. People are like, I want to take what I want to take. But yesterday's bands... If you guys haven't watched them, you go watch them on the T-Sports Network YouTube. They're already up, so you can go watch them. Um, those were all aggressive bands, banning each other's armies, banning stuff we've seen previously. Like, they were just strong bands, uh, and that was quite fun. I really enjoyed that. Like, I don't want to talk about it too much, because obviously one of the things that I think is interesting is, like, I want to let the teams write their list without me, like, throwing out my opinion, because last time I did pretty well on it. And I know most of the teams pretty well. I don't want to, like, colour that. Like, I don't want to help either of the two teams out. So um, uh, I should have done that. Um, what are the AOS unit coherency rumours I keep hearing about, says Keg4? In, uh, from what I've heard, it's one model has to be, if a unit is five or more, one model has to be within an inch of two other models, meaning you'll no longer do conga lines of 40 dudes. Instead, units will fight more like infantry. Now, I'm hoping it's more than five, not five, and my reasoning for that is, is if you think about what you would have to do with a unit of cavalry let's say blood knights you would have to have a unit of three and that like you'd have to have a three and a two and it would look a bit like a spear in order to make sure they were all within coherency so i'm hoping it's greater than five as opposed to not it makes units that don't have long range weapons really bad as well for instance uh chaos marauders on 25 mil bases with a one inch reach so they reach over the top so that's great units that would be really bad would be um, units with a one inch reach and they've only got a 32 mil base so in 40k they get around this problem by having being able to uh, attack from uh, uh, so a unit within an inch within an inch if that makes sense am i making sense i hope i'm making sense so doing that um i'm hoping that that's in there and if not just they're gonna have to change the weapon profiles on some things or some things will just be shit basically that's how it works uh, uh question uh Okay, what do you think about standardized battalions? I think it will create natural winners and losers for each army is constructed differently. I would say that standardized battalions, like the core battalion idea that, that they've alluded to, um, is a positive and not a negative. I think what it does, is it uh, greatly will change the scope of how lists are written, but it also brings some parity where they're like, how do you, how do you change points in Zinch while knowing change host exists okay but if that's gone you can change points in zinch right because they, they're not getting this overlapping thing so i think this core battalion idea is really nice gives everyone equal opportunity to produce like the same volume of drops if that's an issue which is an issue in age sigma um and so i would say that that's really really important like big pro i think i'm generally pro it i think that there's there isn't a negative other than some armies will just do well but some armies already just did well this means that you've got like a, a, a centralized middle that you can kind of move stuff up and down around. So I'm I'm really positive. I'm really pro it. I think that it's a much better effect on the game. I think it's sad from like a collection point of view, if that makes sense. And I don't think it's going to be anything like 40k on the way you build lists. I think we'll build lists basically the same, maybe zero to four uh, changes. Uh, basics I've heard each model is okay good yesterday's bands were ruthless Gorkamorka they were Prezi hey 
Uh, do you know any guides for building your own terrain for tournaments? Tips on stuff like that would be uh, have a good base and heights. Prezi, not really. There are guides for building terrain, but it's normally narrative, not tournament stuff. One of the things I'd like to do once the Super Series is over and the venue's up and running is I'd like to, like from the Honest War game, I'm going to make a lot more like content, if that makes sense, like videos as opposed to like uh, just hanging out and chatting with you guys. So I will do some videos like that in the future. Um, uh, do you know if they are fixing terrain rules and uh, things like fighting halfway up a wall, etc.? War uh, charmers, I don't know. Um, but I would hope that they, that they do. And if they don't, we're, we've done a terrain pack, so we're all good. Um, Lol, Fury, six model units. <laughs> Furies are fucked. Uh, Saurus Warriors with clubs. Oh, yeah, you're all talking about the one inch ring. If it's five, rank and flank is back. It is, but it's not because you won't be able to attack over it. Um, yeah, 10 man Blood Knight units with one inch range on their lances would be one of those issue units. Yeah, of course. So that's kind of one of the things. Uh, yes, we've always, I'm starting to see a great value to a ban phase when it's over multiple rounds. So teams have additional info on what the opponents want to do. It makes the decision more dramatic and funny. Yes, we've Did you guys find it funny? That's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder what I could have done to make it so that it, like, it, you, you guys understood the context more. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Pete Pratt, thanks for resubscribing, man. Hope you're well. Um, uh, are you going to LVO, Kansas? No, probably not. Uh, 2022? Maybe. They're on, it's on a different weekend to CanCon this year. So maybe. I was talking with one of my friends, Mr. Job Gano, of the Rage of Sigma podcast, and he said, should we do the double CanCon and LVO? I'd kind of like to. It really just depends on money at that point, um, around that time, and, and what else is going on. So uh, I'd like to. Uh, and I'd probably like to go to the LVO to play. Um, not because... Um, I wouldn't like to do coverage or anything like that, but like the opportunities for me to play people in other, I probably want to play like at other places around the world or in the UK as opposed to just the people who I know in Nottingham um, as as a way of playing games. I think that's that's more interesting for me in the future. Neuroshock Dubs, I like the court mainly because like uh, I want to make friends. I want to go around the world and make friends. I want I want to go around the country and make friends. I don't want to like, and I find the best way is not online. Unless, apart from this, I love you guys. But this has been really positive for me. Like I've loved this experience. Uh, Twitter's been less fun, uh, mainly because like I, you tweet a tweet and then someone doesn't really know you and they haven't listened to a billion hours of your content. They don't really know where you're coming from contextually or as a person, and so they just get the wrong end of the stick or they just. They just have a grudge and they want to just grind it against you, which is why I like this as a format. We talk, we hang out, or we talk in person, even better. The best, the most best, is what I'd say. Um, uh, the Warhammer Weekly show you were on was uh, good. Thanks, some Norwegian dude. Appreciate that. Any uh, Brooks, while watching a battle report, one player told the other player his wizard couldn't cast spells because the wizard was in close combat. I couldn't find a rule list anywhere. Clearly, saying you can or can't cast spells while in combat is a rule. There is no rule that does that, Any Brooks. Uh, I don't understand why they're still publishing Warscroll Battalions when they are just going to be scrapped and replaced with generic core battalions. Seems like a waste of time and effort, says GrossX. Well, if they all become narrative, then it's a nice way for people to build narrative armies, I'd say. And I'm pretty pro that. Like, more opportunity for people to build stories. I mean, you could run, like, a change host, but it's not a change host. Like, if you like the story, you know, you could kind of, like, put it into your match playlist, but not actually put pay the points or get the abilities or anything. But, you know, like, you've collected a change host or or whatever you know like you're like i like that that's cool i think it's a bit of a shame that they're taking away a way for you to get cool rules on other units but there you go um uh what else is people saying uh, i'll grind against you rob thanks getting it uh, great 
<laughs> hey, Hams fan. Uh, thanks very much for donating the gift subscription. Only plus, uh, only the only place worse for bringing you down is Facebook 40k groups. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, d- great gar- uh, down the great game of cards says Twitter is bad because it has been made the rule that context and intent don't matter and people assume worse plus crave drunk- dunking on people I'd say that's fair um, uh, but I don't know like I think there's also like some really fun people it's just about like I don't want I don't want to have this conversation a lot at all so like if you guys want to ask me any Warhammer questions that's what I'm interested in but I've talked about this already earlier in the year you should just curate your own space. My friend Nathan Prescott, many years ago, I asked him a question. There was a contentious member of the Warhammer community who asked to meet me to bridge divides. Um, and then I asked Nathan about it. Uh, for my, I asked some advice. I was like, I don't know what to do. I think this, this guy's been pretty nasty in the past. I don't really know what we could do um, or what I should do. Like, like, I, like I respect the, the olive branch, but really, I don't really, I really question the intent. And Nathan was just like, he's like, what divide? And I was really confused for a long time. Like, I was very confused. I was like, what do you mean, what divide? He was like, there's no divide. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, are they in your community? I was like, well, no, they never fucking talk to me. He's like, well, that's not your community then. <laughs> and, like, it was, he's just, he just has a way to cut down wisdom into very simple like terminology, which made me really understand something. I was like, really, the people who you interact with would be all of you um, and me uh, is... Like, you're my community, so you're the people who I'm responsible to, and also the people who I care about, so your opinions matter to me, and I hope my opinions in some way matter to you. And uh, and so social media sometimes can be that thing where the best thing to do is just stick within your community. I'm all for, obviously, open borders, making new friends, all of that other stuff. But, you know, like, if you don't, if you have a community and no one supports that community, then they're not part of your community. Like, and that makes loads of sense. Same way, like, my community. Like, I live in the city centre of Nottingham. But, like, I think, like, if I go to a pub or a restaurant or anything, you'll you'll see, like, everyone says hi and knows me because I'm generally just nice to folk, like, all the time. And you do that, people be nice back to you. You build a little community. That's what life should be about. Anyway, enough of that. That's not Warhammer. Let's talk about that. But just something to think on for yourselves. Um, just be inside your gang and, like, and hang out and be chill. Like and that's nice. Thanks, Nurgle Matthew, for re- uh, for donating some more gift subscriptions. You fucking absolute legend. I hope you're well, Nurgle Matthew. Um, is a squeak heard the optimal way to start a Gits army? Stu redacted. It is not, but maybe one of the funnest ways. If I was going to collect squigs right now, uh, or sorry, a Gits army, I probably wouldn't go for Moon Clan Gits. Even though the stabbers and the boys are great, I would probably focus on doing all the squigs. They're newer sculpts. They're far more fun. Uh, they're not. Like you, the the forty five uh, Boingrots maybe is a list, although yeah, uh, no, no, like uh, I'd probably get less, maybe. Like, do they sell them in boxes of fives? I'd get less, but the point is, um, I would build an all squig army, basically, because it would just be fucking loads of fun. Squig herds, Boingrots, uh, Mangler squigs. I, is it a great list? Not really. Do I think it can win tournaments? I don't really think it can. Um, uh, but will you have loads of fun with it? I think yes. Also incredibly frustrating because they're bravely super low. They'll just run away from shit. So yeah, um, uh, I'm really... that. that I, I, I think it's good. Um, uh, hey, Pinecones. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Big love to you. Smorgan, big love to you as well. Of course. Um, uh, is there an influx of generic battalions? Do you think they'll change the way the first turn is decided, especially if you're allowed to make one drop battalion? 
I would say no. I would say 0% chance that they change how the first term works. Uh, will you be doing a review show before the events on the 19th and 20th? Uh, probably, Pete. A hundred percent. So, uh, yes. Or if I'm not desperately still painting terrain. So, side note. Jasmo. Good morning, hero. Just woke up hangover as fuck. <laughs> Tried to read the 40k FAQ, but couldn't. Any updates? Yes. Very good updates. The 40k FAQ's been excellent. Games Workshop have done a really... Like, it's night and day. Weird as hell. Chapter approved. Almost no changes. Tried to flog you. Do anything to make you buy this book, which basically is trash which is chapter approved uh, that's just on pre-order at the minute. Cancel your pre-orders, don't get it. Then they bring out like a very salient FAQ where they clearly have listened to the community on a whole bunch of different issues. Dark Technomancers for uh, Drukhari, the charge issue has been changed. We've seen Imperial Fist change, not that we needed it, but like there's still some clarity there. General clarity and a smart and nicely presented FAQ. It's <laughs> It really doesn't make any sense like it's sporadic uh, like sporadic i don't even know what the word is like i like as someone who talks about it maybe you guys can help me in the chat i don't know what to say like well done excellent uh also on the new age of sigma rules excellent how can you like do something so fundamentally bad i think with the lariel stuff and because uh, i think it's really bad like i know there was a youtube commenter who said um it's going really well can't wait to see all of you 5-0 and with Valariel and your whatever the fucking flute dude is. Because um, I think it all sucks. So, show me that and then I'll shut the fuck up. Uh, until then, probably won't shut the fuck up about it. But like, my point is, is like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but they've changed Dark Technomancers. They've nerfed uh, Drukhari a bit. They've brought uh, Drukhari down without gutting Drukhari, which we've previously seen in like knee-jerk FAQ reactions. However, Admech had just been released. And they're really fucking strong. And then Sisters uh, Battle are coming out. And they're looking really strong. So you've got this like weird paradigm. Thank you to Corn Matthew for donating five pounds to the show. Corn Matthew! <laughs> are you brother to Nurgle Matthew? Or embittered enemy of uh, Nurgle Matthew? That's the real question. Uh... <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, let me see what everyone's saying. Uh, um, probably intentional. Uh, they're slower and fewer far. Uh, uh, Dread claws now work properly. I don't have to worry about being nice to me on 26th of all. Now, good. Jukari didn't need that nerf. Narrative presence just needs to take chainsaws and get good. I'm fine. I agree. Chapter approval was written six months ago. The FAQ might be less than a month ago. That's fair. Feels like they came from very different places, says Diatrin. That's, that's kind of my point. Like, yeah. But it also shows, again, we don't need to talk about this ever again, shows the quality, doesn't it, of doing digital books. They're like, oh, we can reactively do this. Here's a PDF. We put it out. No problem. Chapter approved six months ago. Terrible. Like, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Question. As someone who has had bits and pieces of Heat Knight's army, is there any way that you think that the army could be, uh, be uplifted from the purgatory it's been sent to with the introduction of Corp Battalions? Or do you think the book was just written bad? Um, I think the book just doesn't uh, give you. So I would I, I, the, the quickest uh, com uh, comparison I would probably give is to Sinesh, uh is to Zinch and Seraphon, uh, both of which I think are, are quite well done. Um, uh, ignoring points. My point is 
is if I wanted to run like a Seraphon army, I could go into Thunder Lizard and make my Bastilladon super good. And then they kind of focus around Bastilladons. If I wanted to then go make Skinks good, obviously I can go Fangs of Sotek and obviously I've got that command ability again that really makes them better. Daughters of Cain, same thing, right? I want to go for more teleporty army. My army plays different. Obviously, I go for Calibron. I want to make it more defensive and more, like, strong. Then, obviously, I go for Hagnar. Like, what what the, the sub-factions do in all of those is they make it so that your army plays differently, so you can have different models. You can play your army differently, different army types. So it's really, really good. The the, the issue with Sinesh is their sub-factions do nothing for them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, like, the best one is, like, plus one to run. Like, or charge. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's terrible. And and then none of their and then they don't have any command abilities that do something similar as well. They don't change up the shape of how you play an army. Uh, so I just think it's just a bad, really badly done book. And that's my very short version as to why I think it's a bad book. Like in comparison, because we have versions of looks that feel better. Um, uh, uh, well, there's a lot of questions in the chat. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so I'll just uh, get through here. Do you think that sometimes we as community confuse interesting with strong and boring with weak? Um, uh, so back in the day, like when Age of Sigmar Zero first came out, there were some very interesting War Scrolls, uh, which have actually, in my opinion, gone away. So <sighs> Severith is a really interesting War Scroll, as are Wind Chargers, uh, like their mechanics and how they work. Like interesting, I think, is where something fun happens, like there's some interactivity. I think it's like a bit of a magical conversation where we're not really sure what we mean sometimes. You have to play a lot. You have to play a lot. Play a lot. To really have that conversation but there were in my opinion some really fun rules that we've seen go away from the game so the skink star seer was one of my favorites that's where that's where you and me uh well i would pick a number in the hero phase oh, i would pick a, between one and six uh, and then you would try to guess the number and if you guessed right you got that many re-rolls but if you didn't guess right i got that many re-rolls right so i would always just pick six and i'd always tell my opponent i pick six and they'd be like oh, it's a five and it would be a six or then like we'd play around it was just so much fun Right, like it was just a fun interaction between me and my opponent, a small little sub game, or as being pointed out in the chat, wrathmongers uh, in AOS one, where if you killed a wrathmonger, then that dead wrathmonger's blood would seep because it was full of fury and rage because it's called would seep into whatever killed it, and then you would be able to use all of its melee profiles to go and attack something else. But they had a five up armor save, and they moved five inches or four, five or six inches. I think it was five. So like they, you could shoot them to fucking pieces. So like you, but you generally, if you had a monster. Like, like if you had Nagash or anything, you would never like charge into a unit of Wrathmongers because then you could use his attack profile to attack himself, which was so much fun. That again, but like it was fun on the tabletop because you and me were interacting over other little bits. Um, so I think that interaction is the key point. Um, and so like, I don't think strong. I don't think strong. It, my point is, I don't think strong is interesting. I think interesting is interesting. I think the fact that Fangs of Sotek Skinks can retreat after they've been charged, I think is actually interesting. I think the fact that skinks are so cheap is what makes it so strong as opposed to interesting, right? Like, the double Bastilladon shooting, I think, is really interesting. Obviously, it's a huge upgrade to the Bastilladons, but they have to kind of... They have to form a castle. They have to fight around themselves. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, I think uh, Flamers having Rend is strong, agreed, but it also means that you've got a Zinch army with some Rend as opposed to just more wounds. Whereas the the D three move for Hosar Khanum for Zinch gives you like some sort of early go it's not like anyone who plays against Hosar Khanum doesn't know that D three flying units are moving forward. Like like <laughs> they tell you at the start, D three my units are gonna move forward. And so but like I don't think that's strong, of course, but it's also interesting. 
I think, because there's also some swing on that. I think also some variance as well is also really, really fun, uh, which is why I actually, uh, and I've said this before, um, strong is not fun thinking about two, twos re-rolling ones. Yeah, but I don't think that's interesting. I don't think I don't think twos re-rolling ones is interesting. It's not fun at all. Variance, I think, is generally quite fun, uh, like, which is why I really like Kragnos' War Scroll, generally, because his charge ability is awesome it does this crazy cool thing where you could like delete anything in the world but he also could roll a seven and do nothing but if you do that there's still some like backup on the variants because his melee attacks are really quite good and he could do some really really potent uh, output in combat so even if you don't get the charge off you're still rewarded for getting the charge off and being a part of the game that's why i really don't like severith's war scroll because you are like there's no you you move really fast and you shoot, and all of that's fine. So let me be clear. The only thing I don't like about Severus War Scroll is that in my shoot, at the end of my shooting phase, that enemy, that model can move 12 inches anywhere they want. That I find, like, unfun. It's strong and unfun. It's non-interactive. Like, that, it, it's bad. Maybe on a 3-up, he could move, or a 4-up. Probably let's make it a 4-up. Then yeah, that'd be cool. Like, that'd be fine. Um... Uh, but yeah, it, but the fact that it happens in my turn, and it, he's basically unchargeable unless I surround him, like, just feel for three hundred points feels like it's over the top personally. So like the the interaction between fun and engaging is and uh, like because I get this question asked all the time, like I want my friends or my opponents to have fun. Like, what list do I take? Just think about lists or things that your army does that make it so that you guys are both playing with each other or engaging. I think that that's always like a that that's the fun thing. I would say. Uh, <laughs> Gorgon's a really fun profile. Is all right for the cost. I love the swallow hole ability. Is a cheeky bonus chance to eat a five or six wound hero. Yes. Stuff like that is really fun. Um, yeah, everyone is getting mortals on sixes. is really dumb, especially as it's often explained by poison. Why would poison your arrows make them go through armor? <laughs> yeah. Sixes to wound. Yeah, if it goes through the armor, like it does a mortal wound because it's poison, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, right, let's see if you guys got any more questions. Um, what about Lumineth? Are they fun or strong? interesting uh i don't think the mortals on fives is fun like like i'm not interacting with that am i like it doesn't like it, that doesn't affect me i don't know i like more risk versus reward i think risk versus reward makes things far more interesting uh which is why i think you land you know that's why i hate pointy man for eels you like you land and then instead of having a nine inch charge you now have a six inch charge re-rollable because of their war scroll that's not fun like because you really like because it's fun the other person the fun is sometimes when your opponent fails that's the fun that's like that's like you're like oh yes like you know like they deep strike they're nine inches away they fail the charge you're super happy about it man you're super happy about it you're like yes <laughs> Like there needs to be that back and forth. The dice are meant to be the back and forth. I think that's probably why people find the marine matter in 40k pretty gross. Having things that hit on twos, reroll ones, is just boring because the, I'm always hopeful in your turn you're going to fail dice. You're always hopeful in my turn that I fail dice. That's how it works. Yeah, you're, we're hopeful for each other's failures and hopeful for our own successes. That's the kind of emotional swing that makes it most fun. As soon as you make it like polar, like as soon as you make it like almost a guarantee it's just boring for the other person right um <laughs> question do you think the fact that we have hinted that monsters will get to do more 
uh, will Beast Core become more impressive? Yeah, if I was going to buy a box set now for Age of Sigmar 3, I'd buy the Star Collecting Beast Core Raider set uh, three times. Uh, 100%. I'd buy that three times all day. That's what I'd go out right now and do. Uh, do you think three Magath Lords would see play if they were not named Lords, says Keris? Chaos Lord, Sorcerer Lord, Nurgle Herald, uh, Nurgle Herald on Magath Beasts. Um, do if, if they were not named Lords. I just think they need a rewrite. It's an older book, um, and I just think the whole Nurgle book needs a rewrite, if I'm honest, Keris. And it would be really fun to see each one of those Magoth Lords I've painted all three, and they've been in a box since mm, Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Uh, I, oh no, I, did I use them in a mission tournament? No, maybe. Maybe I took them to a tournament back in the early days of Age of Sigmar, I can't remember. The the point is, um, they should just have their own sub-factions. Just lead in their own, there you go, there's a way. Like, and they're just awesome, and they've got like, just do that, that would be really fun. Um, Shelltalk, have you thought about a franchise pack for Super Series that people can get for their local clubs? Maybe you get a compact and those band face cards and mats so people can do their own events. Uh, Shelltalk, we have. It's actually something we're going to like talk about or put out in the future, obviously, we need to know the state of Age of Sigmar 3 before we can do so, uh, and just make sure that, like, all of the things that we have in place already affect it. But yeah, Shelltog, that's the idea. Um, although we can't sell the cards, we would have to make our own cards because obviously they're Games Workshop's IP, uh, so we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to sell those. Um, uh, but like, other than that, yeah, hundred um, percent. And it wouldn't be like for profit. It would just be like, this is what this has cost us. If you guys want to like buy the mat and whatever, you can off you go. Um, uh, when facing marines, I've often considered just skipping straight to the saves rather than going through the rigmarole just to get rid of your wounded. <laughs> yeah, man. Kickfort, they confirmed the cruel boys will be able to be taken with Uruk war clans and will be getting a tome. Did they? Did they, Kickfort? That's pretty awesome. Do you think a whole new Uruk war clans book will release with or soon after the cruel boys tome? Do you think it will be a push? It will push the new book back. Well, it would be. They would have to put it out immediately so you could play with it. Keg Fort, so it'll be one of the first books. Are you sure they confirm the Cruel Boys will be taking the Uruk War Clans? That's awesome if that's true. Um, uh, Kitsune Adventures, the Maggot Lawns were in the end times. They were. They were released. Gotkin and, and those and Wrathmongers were all released in the Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days. So that'd be cool. And Black Kings. Uh, uh, you talked about the Black Kings list the other day. How many Black Kings is it roughly? We normally see about 45 Black Kings. Uh, sometimes two bricks of 20. Um, and a brick of 10, sometimes it's 15, 15, 5, sometimes it's 15, 15, 10. Normally you see Blight Kings taken with uh, the, uh, what's his name? The Harbinger Decay, uh, which is a great sculpt. Love that model. And also, uh, he's a pirate for Nurgle. What is his name? That fella. That's the guy. That's the guy. Uh, Rumba Squirrel, how do you feel the Banface will affect your opinion on the overall game as you will skim the problem models away? And so potentially not see ways to beat them. Well, Rambo Squirrel, we're not planning on doing the Super Series every week for, for forever. And so my experience... And also we do the stat show. So I think one of the good things about going to events and also looking at event results from around the world, which is what I do and have done for years, is that I think I have a really good grasp of where the game is already at. And so when I see, like, Marathi be the first ban, it makes sense, because Marathi plus the Bow Snakes is probably one of the strongest lists in Age of Sigmar at the minute. So I see that banned because I know it's a problem... It, that's a problem uh when i go to tournaments like uh bobo or lgt or cancon or whatever i'm going to do the live coverage for like big tournaments like those things will still filter to the top at all as well um i think what's nice about the band phase is sometimes you'll see other lists and you can talk about the strength of how they work and don't work 
So I don't think that that's going to bother me at all because I'm still going to take in... They're going to be rare cases. Super Series events are going to be rarer versus just your general tournament coverage, which is the point, right? It's meant to be a special event. Um, uh, mainly because Cruel Boys have the Uruk keywords so it can go to Big War. Nice! Okay. They mentioned it during the box reveal. Okay, nice. So that means we might see a new Uruk Warclans book. Fucking into it. I'm really into it. Are Super Series games included in the stats? No. Or is it considered too divergent? It's considered too divergent, shelf loading, so we don't put them into the stats. Uh, because it's a compact, so we don't put them into the stats, basically. Uh, now I'm sad you won't have the Super Series every week. Yeah, well, it's a lot of work. Uh, which is the point of uh, making it subscriber only, both to watch back and also to stream. Uh, and to everyone on Patreon. So putting up the recorded videos on Patreon. Because it required five staff to work that weekend. Uh, that's a lot. Um, and if I was to pay them full-time wages like they should deserve, um, then we need to make the money to do that. And that's the goal. And if we could do that, we can just bring better live coverage in the future. So it's as simple as that, really. Like, we have to charge for the thing so we can get that out there. And it's really, really hard to do. So, And we can't start small. You can't start with, like, two dudes... Um, because the minimum stream crew, stream crew we have is four. So a table boss, a tech guy, and two commentators. That's the, that's the minimum. So you're looking at being able to make enough money for four people for a living wage. Um, so it's not, that's not the easiest thing to achieve. But you guys have been incredible, of course, with all your support. So obviously we're getting there. Slow road, but I'm like confident and like I'm keen and I think we'll get there because we're just trying to make the best coverage possible. So fucking let's go. Uh, thoughts on the new Beast of Chaos Allegiance abilities? Sign at home uh, is not on the way. I don't know if there is going to be one on the way, babe. Um, I don't know if they won't just retcon them out of the game. Colonel Cabbage, do you think the TSN song that repeats I don't need your money is sending us mixed messages when you make a living on Twitch? <laughs> is that the song? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I don't know, man. I'll go find out. <laughs> Uh, good on you for wanting to pay right from the start. Thanks, Neuroshock Dubs. But I haven't been able to, right? Like, it's been all volunteers and supporters. Like, I had a really good conversation with Loon King Donal, uh, the Grot Terrorist Donal, years ago. He came and did uh, infield reporting for us at uh, one event. And I, he, I said to him, I was like, we were talking, and we were talking about what to charge and all these other things. And he said, you can never afford me, Rob. I make, like, I live a good life. I work really hard in my own job. There's no way you can ever pay me to do this, but I do it for fun. So there is always going to be that element of people who are going to want to come and hang out and do it for fun and support us and there have been wonderful people doing that I think of Adam Kunis who came up once to just do a weekend of coverage lovely fella like he just came up to like hang out and do some stuff um, and all the other people who've helped do coverage as well but if we're going to do it professionally we have to do it seriously and we have to pay people like because those people need to like develop skills and other things and hopefully me as well get develop some skills uh, is there an armies of the old world should I be excited is it 15 mil I don't know if there's an armies of the world well, I don't know if it's 15 mil the rumour was it it was, and now the rumour has changed, so I don't know if it is. Uh, they also mentioned the Cruel Boys as the newest to the Uruk War Clans in the community article that went in the reveal. Uh, okay, so it's a, it's an Uruk army uh, that can be used in Big War. That's going to be... So I hope we see a new book. That's what I say. Um, uh, I'm doing it for every status. Uh, it brings me... to <laughs> J.P. Stevens, I'm just waiting for my six-figure wage to play. You got it, baby. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, what time is it? Fuck, I'm just yammering away to you guys now about anything. Uh, me and the guys are going to be talking about the 40k rules changes later tonight. Uh, so that'll be Nick and Tom and me. Um, so we'll be talk going through the FAQ stuff later. So lots to talk about. 
um, in that. Uh, 8 Sigma stuff looks really exciting. Um, <laughs> I'd pay not to play JP. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think the ogres are going to be shown in Total Warhammer 3 today uh, uh, in the video game reveals? Uh, do you think ogres are going to be shown in Total War Warhammer 3 today in the video game reveals? Maybe. Well, they've they've hinted that they're being ogres, right? In uh, Total Warhammer 3. I mean, I'm very excited about that. Depending on when it's released. Mm. How would you guys feel about me just doing that on stream for like a week? That's a purely personal indulgence. But I can just throw in some Age of Sigmar stuff at the same time, right? Like, like I just like I just play a bit and I just throw in some stuff. Like, you know, you'll be like, what do you think of this? We'll scroll up. I'm like, yeah, like, that's fine. Whatever. Like, it's really easy. Um, all right, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it one time. Um, uh, what's the deal with Bobos? Is there still signups? I'm not sure, Mostin Power. I will ask and find out. Um, uh, I had 360. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Thanks, guys. Yeah, fuck yeah. That'd be, I'll just do it for a week. Just st straight. We'll just sleep in the venue. I'll just have a little sleep. And then we'll just get in. Uh, Beastmen fixes today. What Beastmen fixes are in today? Is there something just gone up on the community side? What? Oh, is this on Total Warhammer? Not on. Uh, not on actually Sigma. Um, a day, a day, a week of Total War would be uh, kickass. Ah, that's the problem though, Tristan. I can't do like a day because I just l lose my shit. Because um, uh, <laughs> I lose my shit when I play it. <laughs> to do it. I don't think there's been any updates. Right, okay, listen, I'm just rambling. I don't really have anything useful to say. Oh, actually, I do have something to say. Fuck yeah. This. This is great. I'm showing this right now. New Hashtag new AOS is the worst hashtag. Hashtag like, because then what's going to happen next time when it's new AOS? Ridiculous. Yeah? Right, but this is what I've got to talk about. Down here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, the Aftershocks, no one cares about that. This, no, don't care about this. This is kind of an update on all the Age of Sigmar stuff. Don't you, newer AOS. <laughs> all of you in the chat. Newer AOS. Um, <laughs> they should call the game Mortal Realms instead of Age of Sigmar. Right. But this is the one. Nevertheless, the role of the Stormcast Eternal, so I'm reading from a community article, if you listen to the podcast, has changed in the desperate times. While once they would descend like lightning bolt from a blue sky to strike where they're most needed, now they weather extended campaigns. Hashtag the Crusades from the Horus Heresy. And from uh, their mighty Stormkeeps are bonded more deeply to their host cities, and Stormcast often travel and fight alongside Dawnbringer Crusades. Hashtag the Horus Heresy. Yeah. And then greater caravans of exploration seeking to found new city new cities will have more to share about those soon. Look at this artwork. That's what, I probably should have talked about this the whole day. Look at this. So you got the KO I mean a lot of KO boats flying above. You kind of worry like, could you not have thought got something else? Although some of those KO boats are bigger than KO boats we've seen previously, right? Let's talk about that. But look what they've done with the artwork. So they have these mobile cities. Has anyone seen that film with the mobile cities? That's terrible. Really bad. Super, super bad. Came out recently. 
Not sure who's directed by, but it's mega bad. Like, real, 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 real bad. Mortal Engines, nailed it. Thanks, Intern Matt. It sucks. Um, but they've done that. They've given us, like, the Mortal Engines. Um, uh, uh, okay. Cake I feel like Nathan would be more excited about the Uruk Walkerlands Cruel Boys thing. I'm excited about it, but, like, I can't talk about it because it doesn't, like, I don't know anything about it. It's cool that they're in it, and it's great, and I'm happy about it. Other than that, there's nothing you can really say. They clearly would have to change Big War. I don't know if they're going to change, if they're going to put a new book out. So I couldn't put like anything on that. I don't know if they're going to release a Cruel Boys book and then make the existing book work with it. There's nothing I know, so I can't say anything about it, but I'm excited about it. Uh, like, it's fun. Let's put it like, it's cool. And it's also cool that they've got the Uruk keyword. Um, I'm a little worried for Bone Splitter's shelf life. Just going to put that out there. Little bit worried about Bone Splitter's shelf life. Don't really see where Bone Splitters fit when there's some savage Uruks. But that's that's all. Thanks, Soros Knight, for resubscribing. Um, I am a dad with zero redeeming qualities, but it's somehow the most likable character. Oh, what are you two guys talking about? <laughs> uh, it's just someone who worked with him a lot. Oh, okay. Peter Jackson didn't. Mortal Engines was bad, in my opinion, but you can watch it. Make up your own mind. I see what you say. This image, though is not bad so there seems to be these big steam engine ships it looks like they look like mobile churches it's super 40k like mega 40k like all monastic they've got these like slave people like um like dragging uh all of the like the ropes and stuff uh covered in tattoos as well uh they've got these uh like uh these holy priests like doing incense and order and there's like a huge battle in the background like unbelievable how pretty this is and like evocative maybe a few less ko ships uh mainly because i just think ko are like this thing but if you look they have a floating city at the top that they take with them so there's a, a big floating city and it's being like dragged along by the by the land ships and it's just awesome just awesome artwork and like really like imaginative and i'm super happy that this is where they're going with age of sigma like i like i'm all for like big fantastical and like magical and and cutesy and like if they wanted to do a chibi age of sigma then they'd like crack off and do it but they need like the grim monotony of human existence the dark terrifying wasteland we throw our souls and lives into and they need to put that into fantasy because that's the human experience yeah pain toil war that's what they need to do uh uh there's uh I, there's three women priests like that three for archon in the end times is there are those three lady priests that start i would like to see them like do like you know the battle carts that they did previously uh so luminarch and the hurricane and then there was an old one i don't know if it's been legended i think it's been legended the the war altar of sigma i'd like to see them bring that but bigger and that might be what we're seeing there a new war altar of sigma um <laughs> you, Rob? I just committed to the joke, and none of you, like none of you. <laughs> um, uh, there's uh, everybody gangsters until the church walks. Yeah, everyone's that's yes, people are true. Everybody's a gangster until the church walks on. Well, wheels its way towards uh, your doom. Yeah, man. Uh, I think this is just a great piece of art, and if you haven't checked it out on the uh, the community page, you should go check it out. It looks really wicked. Okay, 
All right, unless anyone's got any final questions, I'm done for the day. Tomorrow, I'll have someone on the show to talk about something. So it's actually some full content for you guys. And it'll be really worthwhile to tune in. So do that. It'll be good. Um, uh, we be up in the ship, says MJ Pegasus. YouTube thugs on the wheels and podcast bros doing all the work. Just pull in everyone. That's right, MJ. Uh, <laughs> salutations, Rob. Hey, Arcane Ring. I want to take a moment to thank you for, and your colleagues for all the delightful content you share with us. Oh, thanks, Arcane Ring. Uh, not sure if you hear this enough. I think you are doing a terrific job. Oh, I can never hear that enough. Thanks, Arcane Ring. That's very lovely of you. Um, and I appreciate the message. Because uh, I don't think I've ever seen your name in the chat, so that's nice. Thanks. Fuck yeah. Tarkwood How Are you having me on the show? Am I? I don't know. Right, okay. Um, tune in again tomorrow, I guess. Uh, to, or tonight for the 40K show. Tonight we're doing the 40K stuff. I mean, there's loads of things to talk about. There's the FAQ. There's still Admex to talk about. There's loads of really cool stuff. Obviously, we've got the Super Series this weekend as well. Two semi-finals, which is hype. Um, so I think there's going to be some really big plays here and some really tense matches. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So And also, don't forget, Owen Jackson will be doing the commentary as well. There's rumour. He's messaged me. He says he thinks he can do better than Adam Mumford. So let's go um, Let's go do that. Uh, there's the Gaming Reveals too. Oh, Keris. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, uh, it should be a sort of mind about my skin because it's yours. <laughs> All right, all right, listen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a nice day, and we'll see you guys later. Goodbye.